Smarties, today Steph and I talk about the all or nothing brain. We talk about what it is, we talk about how it shows up, and we give real life examples and in school examples of how the all or nothing brain can play out. If you are new here, welcome to Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast, where our mission is to educate and bring awareness about the work that we do as educational therapists. I'm Rachel Cap, and my practice is in Beverly Hills, California. It's called Cap Educational Therapy Group. My co-host is Stephanie Pitts, and her practice is in Redondo Beach, California. It's called My Ed Therapist. Both of our practices links are listed in the show notes if you want to work with us. If you are a Patreon listener, we wanted to thank you for supporting the work that we do here at Learn Smarter Podcast. If you are not on Patreon yet, you have two options, two different ways you can support the work that we're doing here. For $5 a month, you can have access to any of our extended conversations with any of our guests that we've had here on the podcast, as well as some freebies and things that we share exclusively through Patreon. At the $10 a month level, you can get access to all of that content, all the things we share exclusively exclusively only on Patreon, and you can get early access to every episode a week before it comes out. We are so grateful for the support that our audience has shown with us. And if you are interested in learning more about Learn Smarter Pro, which is our group coaching program where we coach like-minded business professionals on how to create a sustainable practice, please reach out to us at Rachel and Steph at LearnSmarterPodcast.com. The doors are going to be opening soon, and we would love to get you on the wait list for early access. Now, let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 186 of Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And here we are today talking about the all or nothing brain. And some of you might be sitting there thinking, what are we talking about? <laughs> this episode is really inspired by one of my clients that very much recognizes her all or nothing brain. I think she's going to be coming on the podcast, right? She will come on the podcast. Yes. And this is something that we talk about often. And I see it with a lot of my clients. And I'm sure you see it a lot with your clients as well. And, you know, those of you who are wondering what it is exactly that we're talking about, it's basically having this idea that you have to do everything or you can't do anything at all. Mm -hmm. It shows up in neurodiverse brains, especially with ADHD. It's all or none and black and white, if you will. And it really affects, it really affects executive functioning. We have talked about rigidity before, but this is slightly different. But I do want to point back to those two episodes that we've linked in the show notes, episode 82 which is why rigidity happens in episode 83, which is how to deal with rigidity. It's akin to rigidity, but not quite the same thing. Right, Steph? Right. Okay. So the difference being mm -hmm. someone who's rigid is going to dig their heels in and not want to make any changes or at least even acknowledge what's happening and feels very uncomfortable with change or with trying to do things differently or they're scared or whatever. 
the all or nothing brain is not one that digs their heels in and says, I can't do this or I won't do this. It's not about stubbornness. It's not. It's more about how the brain approaches tasks. And I think that this is something that a lot of people experience. I think everybody experiences it to some extent. It's just what extent, mm-hmm. right? There's things in life and in school that come up. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But an example for school is writing an essay. We use that example all the time. But it's so true, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting down and doing it all in one sitting, putting it off to the last minute, activating the urgency in their brain if you have ADHD to just get it all done, right? Instead of chunking it down. I'll give you an example, an adult example. Mm. How about laundry? Oh, we both struggle with this. <laughs> There's the people that do laundry daily and put it away and all of that. I wouldn't mind doing the laundry every day. <laughs> That's not something that bothers me. But putting away the clothes, I can't be doing that every day. <laughs> because it is a very hated task. It's very non-preferred for me. <laughs> so that's the adulting version, right? So then you put it all off until one day and you just get it done. You have to do it all. Yeah. So another example could be feeding yourself. It's about what goes on in preparing a meal or planning a trip. Mm-hmm. People who like to cook sometimes don't like me. I don't always have the supplies because I haven't thought about it far enough in advance. On the weeks that we meal plan over here and kind of talk about what we want to eat throughout the week, we save a lot of money because we're able to do a grocery order and do all that. But if you decide you want to cook that night, it's not just about pulling out some pots and pans. Mm -hmm. It's a whole thought process. If you're an intuitive cook like me, you can just like throw things in and it'll be fine. But a lot of people can't do that. And you have to have the stuff in the pantry anyway. And have it not be frozen or... Oh, there you go. Step by the way, I made this awesome instant pot pasta. It was really good. I'll send you the recipe. You can use gluten-free pasta. Stuff's gluten-free, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) No more gluten. So let's talk about how it shows up in learning stuff. How does it show up in learning? Okay, number one, task avoidance, like we just mentioned. And we've been that student where you don't want to do something or you've been doing something as an adult. You don't want to do it. So you avoid it until you can't avoid it any longer. Mm -hmm. It also creates like an urgency that might not be necessary. That may come up because task switching can be hard. So an example might be an essay is due in two days and there's a test tomorrow But somebody might feel more anxiety for the essay and sit down and do all of the essay one night and not study at all for the test. That's a great time to note that your learner should be working with someone at CapEd Therapy or Maya Therapist (laughs) because those sort of last minute, I'm going to pick this and and sacrifice this choices don't happen anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And for a lot of ADHD brains, task switching is very hard. So that can look like going in between two different subjects, especially if they're tired or hungry or just having one of those days that it's just very hard to have a lot of things going on. So they'll make choices and it's not usually the best choice. It's usually the easiest choice, which I get 100%, but it creates this all or nothing mentality that then everything doesn't get done. 
we hear this all the time from parents that call in. The student might look lazy or unmotivated. I hear this often when parents are trying to figure out, is my child lazy or unmotivated? Or is it just that it's hard? Because sometimes the all or nothing brain makes it look that way. Mm -hmm. And if you've been with us at Learn Smarter Podcast and been a listener for a while, been a smarty for a while, first of all, thank you. But you'll know that calling a student lazy is a huge trigger word for Steph and I. And it, mm -hmm. it's reason for further exploration. It's a reason to ask questions. Yes. So the other thing that ends up happening is the brain thinks that something's harder than it actually is. So how often do you see this, Rach? I see this, I mean, almost on the daily. Mm -hmm. How long do you think something's going to take? Well, a student might say, even my client last night, she said... 40 minutes, and it took her 15. I can't tell you how often this happens with clients where I have a conversation about how they aren't feeling time accurately. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to parents about this too. Ellen Bratton talked to us about this in Ellen Bratton Month, which was in August, and we'll link that episode in the show notes as well, where she talks to us about how students literally aren't feeling time in the same way. And actually, I don't think people feel time in the same way. I think that's why there's conflict in relationships and conflict within parent and child dynamics and romantic partnerships and friendships, because everybody sort of feels and assesses time in a different way. And so that is something really critical to sort of talk about with the all or nothing brain student mm -hmm. or learner or client, because making them aware, sometimes awareness is all people need in understanding. This is what we were talking about when you were using the cooking example. Mm -hmm. The brain avoids forward planning. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you need to take something out of the freezer to defrost it in the morning for dinner that night, that's forward planning. Or as the famous example, <laughs> future Rachel and Steph will appreciate <laughs> that we got gas tonight <laughs> instead of tomorrow. Or the flip side, which is, future Rachel and Steph's problem. <laughs> We're not dealing with this now. Let future Rachel and future Steph handle it. Yeah, exactly. No, sometimes there's a choice to be made in all of this too. Oh yeah. As long as you're being aware, I am choosing to avoid putting the laundry away. I am choosing not to put gas in the car, knowing it's going to make tomorrow harder. Mm -hmm. We're not necessarily saying we are always anticipating everything, but may I husband brag for a second, Steph? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not even 12 p.m. And Adam chose an hour and a half ago to pull out some meat because he wants to barbecue tonight. Really, really lovely forward planning executive functioning on Adam's part. I uh, love the forward planning. I love. And he'll barbecue. So that's even better. So when Adam and I named Elliot, my son, our last name starts with an F. I go by cap professionally, right? And Steph goes, you know, you're giving him the initials EF, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Still makes me giggle. Yeah. Okay, Steph. So do you have any other examples of how this can happen in life? Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk about an adult version. How about I'm not sick, so I don't need to make an appointment with a new doctor, but I have the number for when I need it. Okay. So this is an all or nothing brain. The way that you can flip it is how about make that appointment and build a relationship with the doctor before you actually need the doctor. This is an example of adult 
chunking. Selecting the doctor before there's a crisis. Exactly. When you're in crisis, it's hard to make decisions. So making that choice prior is helpful. This is like the advice that I used to give when I was teaching preschool and a kid would tantrum a lot. Yeah. Well, create a safe space in the house when everything is calm They've created it so they can go and that's their safe space when they are upset. Right. So think about, you know, if you're an adult that does this or if you have a child that does this, looking at the different ways that you can break it down so that when the problem happens again, because it's going to happen, how can we make it a little bit easier on ourselves and have the all or nothing brain not be so all or nothing I can't wait till we can talk to your client, Steph, about her experience throughout learning about her all or nothing brain. Look out for that episode. Yeah, it'll be good for sure. All right. Smarties, have a great week. Have a great week.